0: Welcome back to the Writer's Nook Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, Editor and Writing Coach.
1: And I'm Leah Chason, a fantasy and romance writer.
0: So far this season, we've covered creating consistently and managing your writing time. And today's subject is about how to balance more than one project at the same time.
1: Maybe you've had a shiny new idea come along, or you're under deadline for one project and really want to keep working on the book of your heart. As a freelance ghostwriter, I'm here to tell you that it can be done.
0: Balancing multiple projects requires a lot of self-control and time management. And toward the end of this episode, we will talk about why this might actually not be the right strategy for you. But if you do want to explore this or for some reason need to work on multiple projects at once, we will talk about that first. So first things first, you should take a look at this new idea to identify why it appeals to you so much in this moment. This new idea might have qualities that your current project needs, and if that is the case, you can take those aspects from your new idea and apply them to your current project to add depth and excitement for the work that you've grown bored with.
1: And if that isn't the case, and you're still dedicated to moving forward with this new idea, then you're going to have to lay out a plan of action. While I'm not the most organized person in the world, I still like to block out time for my different projects. If I don't, then something's going to get left behind.
0: That's pretty much how I tackle it, too. Um, It's a little different than writing, but during any given month, I'm editing multiple manuscripts at a time, as well as helping clients build um, their launch schedules for their books. So I balance multiple projects every single day, and I do that with time blocking. I use a physical planner to map out my schedule for the day, and bear with me, this might be a little hard to visualize as I say it, so I'm going to include a photo in our show notes on btleditorial.com if you want to take a look at that picture. But basically, I color code my editing and coaching tasks, then allocate X amount of time for them each day, and I even block out my breaks because breaks are important, and if I don't put them in my schedule, I don't take them. Yeah. I also track how much editing or time I need to spend on a project to meet a deadline. That helps me kind of work backwards to figure out what time slots need to be allocated for which project. Does that make sense?
1: Definitely. And this organization can keep you on track, but if that's overwhelming, have no fear. You can still do this. In my experience, it is always good to know which project needs to be prioritized. If you have a deadline, be it from a client or a critique partner, that's the project you're gonna have to work on first. You might be inspired to work on the second project, but jot those thoughts down and open up the first project. Once you reach your goal with project one, then you can reward yourself with project two. Set smaller goals for project two. The work you put forward does not have to be a perfect 50-50 split.
0: That is a really good point. Prioritization is so important when you break up your day, your week, or even your month if you plan on a big scale. knowing your deadlines is really crucial. As Leah already said, you have to prioritize your deadlines and your projects when you're trying to balance multiple things, especially if it's client work or something for like a critique partner. But let's say you don't have deadlines. This is just work that you're doing because you wanna write these books. Maybe you are revising a second draft of one project and you're working on the first draft of another book. If you don't have deadlines, how do you prioritize them? I recommend setting like a soft deadline for yourself. So if your goal is to have that second draft ready for beta readers in two months time, you can kind of work backwards from that soft goal to figure out where it falls on your priority list of things to do.
1: And I want to acknowledge that time blocking or color coding might not work for everybody. That's okay. Use the basic structure of deadlines and priorities to get started, then organize them in a way that makes sense to you. I cannot set my own deadlines because my respect for myself is so low. a joke, obviously. If writing a deadline in a planner doesn't work, then tell your friend. They don't have to do anything, but having someone else know when you want this project finished might motivate you more.
0: Yeah, that's a really fair point. As we just discussed in our recent episode about time management, not every strategy works for everybody, and that's okay because everyone's brain works differently. Just keep an open mind as you try to figure out what kind of process of time management and prioritization works for you. That being said, if you do want a place to start, looking at deadlines and priorities is probably the easiest place you could begin. So is knowing though your limit on content creation. We are not energizer bunnies.
1: We definitely have a limited amount of energy we can put forward to anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, this year alone has been a testament to
1: that. <laughs> Hannah and I are close to reaching our limits, but we've we know how to re energize. Yes. To do my job, I've figured out about how much content I can create on any given day. I have capped my ghostwriting word count every day so that I won't burn out on it. Knowing my limitations means that I can split that up for other projects throughout the day. Once I finish my ghostwriting, I'll step away. Don't try to fit it all in at once. Give your brain time to switch gears. If you're still entrenched in your previous project, you'll waste time trying to dig into the second. I'll go do dishes, I'll floss my teeth, or any other number of tasks that need to be done daily before I open up the file for project two. That's what
0: I do with my editing stuff, too. Let's say I have three manuscripts I need to work on on a given day. I usually take 20-minute breaks with no screen time in between each chunk of editing. I'll listen to a podcast. I will simply close my eyes. I'll grab a snack to, you know, hit the reset button or even go fold laundry, which is my least favorite task. But, you know, it works. You know, my eyes and my brain both get really tired from analyzing story structure and commas all day. I really love my job, as I'm sure you love your writing, but if you push yourself too hard, your performance is going to go down because you're going to just run out of energy. And back when I was a baby editor many years ago, I would sometimes try to push my way through my fatigue. And when I did, I found that the next day I would have to re-edit that last section of a document. All I really ended up doing was wasting my time by trying to push through it. So giving yourself, you know, your mind and your body both time to reset and relax is really crucial when you're balancing multiple things.
1: I've actually come face to face with this this week. I am taking time off from my ghostwriting because I haven't done that in a few years now. And I immediately wanted to launch directly into revisions on another project and like drafting on a side project. And I'm finding that I... I can bring myself to the desk, but I can't bring myself to do the work. I I need to step away from it for a little while and refill my will.
0: Yeah, you have to know where those boundaries are, and you have to know when you can cross them and when you can't. And spoiler alert, most of the time it's that you can't.
1: So when working on two projects, you really should draw barriers between them to avoid any accidental crossover. Sometimes I find myself switching POVs when I normally work in another POV. It's a simple mistake that could cost you time and energy. You're writing in third person, you accidentally slip into first, and you got to go back and fix all that.
0: I find that even with my editing work, because different clients write in different, you know, perspective or verb tenses, so that break is, is really crucial. Otherwise, I might slip into one when I'm trying to edit another.
1: You can also draw barriers to get yourself into the right headspace. It's not just a break, you can also have separate playlists that you like to use. For ghostwriting, I'll jam to BTS. For my own stuff, I'll switch to some pop punk. When I first drafted the sci-fi book, I would even switch rooms. I would cast my playlist to the television and tackle my draft on the couch just to get my head out of the ghostwriting mindset and that
0: So I love the idea of separate playlists. Um, I usually listen to BTS or the Dragon Prince soundtrack when I'm editing, I know very different types of music there. Um, And I even have a separate playlist for my novel that I'm writing and that's different than the stuff I listen to when I edit. Anything that will help you draw the barrier and be able to focus on one project is helpful. So before we wrap up this episode, let's discuss why balancing multiple projects may not be the right thing for you.
1: It can be really easy to get overwhelmed by one project. From planning to writing to revising, there's a lot of moving parts. And while we don't want you to feel overwhelmed at all, if you work best by focusing on one project at a time, please don't feel like you have to work on two books at once. Forcing yourself to do anything, like Hannah said, will only hinder your work. You might have some self-erected barriers that need only a small leap to get over, but if this feels like a slog the whole way through, then set aside Project 2. Rededicate your leftover output to Project 1 and move up the deadline a bit. That way you can stay on track without giving up Project 2 completely.
0: As we always say on this podcast, which I'm pretty sure we say it like every other episode, There is no right or wrong way for you to go through this drafting and writing process. I know that you see a lot of people talking about their process on social media, but, you know, you don't have to do it that way. If you have lots of ideas and can juggle your projects, great, go for it. But if you prefer to focus on one thing at a time, that's great too. All that matters is that, you know, you're writing and you're chasing the stories that you love. You really have to learn what your process is as a writer figure out what works for you, and makes you the best writer that you can be.
1: We'll link some more podcast episodes and resources in the show notes to help you to find your own process.
0: And in the next episode, we're going to discuss how to find your own author voice.
1: In the meantime, you can find us on social media at writersnookpod, or you can email us at podcast at btleditorial.com.
0: Bye! Bye, folks! to Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com for our intro and outro music.